hello and welcome everyone to this week's episode of Raise Your Profile. Today I have Vas here with me, Vas is here with me. He is a relationship coach for men and sometimes women. Um, I have no idea how today is going to go. <laughs> this is a very interesting topic for all of us. Um, obviously, I think at one point or another, we've all experienced some some sort of challenges in our relationships. So I'm sure this will be useful to many, many people. So welcome, Vas. Good to have you here with me today. Thank you for having me as well, dear. It's been a while since we last talked together. Indeed, we actually did have a nice uh, chat in the park, a nice interview previously. That was about a year, two years ago, about a year ago. Um, that's also on YouTube. So today is going to be something similar, perhaps. So, Vas, tell us what led you to do what you do. To do? What do you What do you do first of all? <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> that's perfect. All right. So, what do I do? Basically, I'm a self. Uh, wow, perfect. Okay, I'm a life coach, and I help men who have experienced a relationship setback, right? And they want to come to terms with it, with the situation, and I help them by rebuilding their self worth and confidence so that they feel again lovable and capable and resilient to have a deeply connected and committed relationship and as you said as well like in the past i have worked as well with uh, a few women here and there because they wanted support and to helping them understand their men better and how to increase the communication and rebuild the sparkle um, in the relationships okay okay so you work with men primarily on this Yes. Women as well. Okay, great. And so what led you to do what you do today? What, how did you become a relationship coach? Um, Sorry. I have seen a lot of men suffering from um, relationships that left them feel like uh, guilt or not good enough. I've been in such a place in the past myself, especially with my marriage. I had a big falling, uh, falling out with it. And I didn't want, basically, I didn't want other men to suffer like I did. And because... When the marriage finished for me, I went through like a deep depression for about a year, a year and a half. And that's what I want for men. I want to help them get off that situation, understand it, accept it as soon as possible and get back in the, the, the game of life. And that's what I'm aiming for. Okay. So basically come out stronger and more resilient the other day and get, get back in the game of life. As yes. You right. Okay. Okay, so how do you um, do that? Do you have a specific sort of method that you use? Do you combine different approaches? What's, how do you work? I have a specific method that I use when I do that. And it's, uh, I break it down, it's like a triangle, okay? I break it down into three steps, which is, uh, well, with brief strokes here I will go. And it, uh, the first one is about building your character, your mindset, and then building like your communication, the language that you use when you speak to yourself and when and how to speak to others as well. And third stage is usually the confidence, okay, which is like building the resilience basically to be able to handle whatever life throws at you. Mm -hmm. Very simple. Okay. So what are the main, I mean, you mentioned that you yourself, you were, you were in deep depression after your divorce, you really touched upon us. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go into, into details. Um, but what I think what would be really interesting to explore here is what sort of challenges people come to you with. Is it always after some sort of breakup or divorce? Is it because they want to work in the relationship? Is it what sort of problems do come do people come to you with? Well, the first one that usually they come with is 
about self-esteem. They feel like they're not good enough. They feel that it was 100% um, their fault. Or they feel, um, you know, as I said, I think I said already, like lots of self-esteem. But I think the biggest one for me is that the sense of guilt. Okay, mm-hmm. they have that big, huge, deep sense of guilt. Uh, as I said, like they feel it's my fault, it's my fault. And um, they, they need to understand, and this is the process that I take them through. We, we discuss it, we discuss what happened. And because I'm the, usually the third person in that situation, I can see more clear, I can put into consideration things that they hadn't put for themselves before. And, you know, because what we tend to do in life, okay, we tend to go through the vicious cycle, which says like what happens in our life is like a 5% reality and the other 95% is the story we create around that, what has happened. Yeah. And that's what causes us and make us feel like guilty, not good enough, not lovable, not capable, not worthy, all these mental, uh, negative mental beliefs that we create for ourselves, okay, which stop us from actually moving forward, progressing forward in our life. So it's always about the story we tell ourselves usually as with everything else, not just relationship. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's all about the story because the truth is that the same thing can happen um, about a job. Okay. You had a position in a job and in that position, something went wrong and you made yourself wrong about it. But then again, when another position comes up, which might be similar to it, you say like, no, I don't want to take it because I'm afraid I will repeat the same mistake or I'm not good enough to take that position again, which might be an entirely different story. Okay. And in that moment, through the conversations I have with my clients, I make them see that you, you know, that you choose your future based on your past, not on your present. Mm-hmm. You're anywhere else other than the present where you need to be. So they choose it based on the past, but obviously that's not the most effective way. No, choose. because something has gone bad in the past doesn't mean that it yeah. will repeat itself. Only if you allow it, it will yeah. repeat. We tend to, we, we tend to, as they say, I'm um, not quite sure who said that, but successful people. So people in general tend to generalize failures and compartmentalize successes or say, oh, that was a one-off success. But if something bad happens, we generalize it to like the whole relationship or the whole career or the whole type of job or whatever. We mm-hmm. generalize failures because our brain is designed to protect us. And, Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And success in, well, in business or in this case relationship is actually the opposite compartmentalizing the failure and saying that was a one-off i don't have to repeat that same mistake i can change Mm -hmm. and generalizing the successes where okay that worked i can do uh i can do more of that you know i can you know i don't know bringing flowers or whatever it was (laughs) i don't don't know what are the things that work actually what what can men do that actually uh, take the relationship to the next level and then prevent the breakup. Because I think what's interesting, of course, men come to you when they're feeling guilty, shame, ashamed, the relationship is over and so on and so forth. And you know how to pick them up. But mm-hmm. what would be, what, what can they do to actually prevent that from happening if they want to stay in a relationship? So what are the things that they need to be mindful of? Well, number one rule, first of all, is learn to listen. Mm-hmm. Men, men, for us men, it's hard to sit down and listen and actually take into consideration what the other person is saying. Because we have that tendency in an ego state, thinking that we don't need help, we don't need ideas, we don't need support, and that we're more than capable of actually doing everything um, on our own, which actually is not true. Because from the moment you are in a relationship with somebody else, it's not about you anymore. It's about the other person that you have opposite of you and how that person that sits opposite of you recreates the way you feel. 
okay? Mm -hmm. If the person I have opposite of me recreates me in a way that makes me feel happy, secure, safe, worthy, it's a big one, big one for men, feeling worthy and most of all feeling respected because don't forget, men and women, we perceive love within a relationship in two different ways, okay? Okay, what are woman those? perceives love in relationships by how much she's wanted, she's needed. A man perceives love in a relationship by how much he receives respect from his partner. Okay, so, okay. Hold on, I think it's worth recapping. So women perceive love based on how much she's wanted. They're wanted or needed or yes. needed, both. Okay. Yeah, appreciated as well. And appreciated, whereas men perceive based on respect. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I just um, want to pick up because you said that really quick and actually that's really important. <laughs> well, yeah, as, as, much as, it is, as much as it is important for a man to feel respected, a man who doesn't feel respected within the household from the moment he believes that he provides something and he supports and he brings, let's say, basically the bacon home. Okay, if he doesn't feel that he's been respected for that, of course, the relationship will start falling apart because what he will do and we're really good at that as men okay we, we shut off we close off we don't speak about how we feel and so and slowly slowly we fade away okay mm -hmm. same thing we can argue of course happens with women when they don't feel respected safe secure understood um and the biggest one for women is that to feel that they're being seen within the relationship okay it's a big one when you don't feel like you're being seen within the relationship like um and, and not, and not and I don't mean only in a physical way, like, okay, you made your hair today, oh, you look so good. No, being seen is also about being appreciated for what you do and provide within the house. Mm -hmm. I've, I've had so many people that I've, I see around me and I've talked to that they have taken so much for granted the relationship that they have with the partner that they have, that they have forgotten even the basics, you know, open up the door for her to walk out or walk in um, or you know pull the chair for her to sit down or say once in a while say thank you thank you for the breakfast you provide for us today or thank you for the meal that you cook even if she says that's nothing you know like okay i do it no it's a little basic things that make the difference the everyday difference and men we're really good in forgetting the details but women are not that's why you might have an argue about something whatever is in the present and then suddenly she will pop up saying something. Um, do you remember when you did this, which was like three years ago? And she remembers the time, the month, the, the time of the day as well, everything. Because women are all about the details. And now one tip for, for us as men that how we can overcome this. It's good if you have a notebook. At the end of the day, we all have phones now, okay? And our phones have notes. The, what, what's the best? The, the best thing to do is like open up your notebook and say like this is for the wife, whatever you want to name it, okay? And you keep notes the day and put them on the calendar as notifications specifically and it's better if you do it like 24 hours before so you keep yourself up with the game because it might be something that's not important to you but in the end of the day is the partner you choose to have and be with for good or for bad and so it's important to her is that notes about specific events and dates specific events dates yeah. like i've heard so many men and i've been i've been um guilty of doing this myself okay i once forgot her her birthday and i was running late like last minute to buy her a present which was wrong but this happened okay, many, many years ago, but, but it's wrong because it was important to her. Like, you know, you didn't remember me or something and so on and so forth. As I said, and this only happens because we take the relationship that we have with the other person for granted, especially in a long-term um, relationship that way. Okay. We tend to take a lot of things for granted and yeah. that by itself can ruin the relationship that we have. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And as you said, it's the little tiny things that we 
remember in the long run. I think it's probably true for men. I don't know, actually, you're the expert, but I think it's probably true for men as well. And I actually saw this video the other day, by, I think it was by Simon Sinek. Uh, he was talking about the exact same thing, how it's not about a one-off gift or, or remembering the birthday. It's about a teeny tiny things you make every single day. Like waking up and saying good morning before you look at your phone or your social media, like remembering, you know, everyday things, like the teeny tiny things that accumulate over time. And this is what and, makes yeah. your per girlfriend, partner, wife fall in love with you. And you can't pinpoint the exact day or time it happened, but it's the accumulation of all those things that make her fall in love with you. And that was uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's the same thing like how you, you, how you attract your clients, how, how you maintain your clients in the business by by paying attention to the details because the details will make the difference for um for the person the opposite of you whether that's your partner whether that's a business partner or a potential client or whatever it's all about relationships in the end of the day and how how you cultivate relationships in your everyday um, life yeah true it's it's all about relationships um it, whether it's personal intimate friendships clients it's a successful people, as you said, in business, it's about the relationships, they're people, people, you know, if you can be the best at what you do, but if you don't know how to talk to people, it's not really going to work. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah, and by, and by our natural state for men, like, unfortunately, we tend to close off. It's easy for us to close off and not be very social. We're okay if we don't talk with somebody for a whole day. Okay, that's how we built as men. We're okay with it. A woman will go crazy if she doesn't speak to someone the whole day. Mm-hmm. Because that, that's our natural um, operating machine, our social operating machine. That's why you will see, okay, women are really good at, about building communities, okay? And men are really good about achieving goals, specific goals. So the best business partners that can create a business will be one man and one woman, okay? Because one guy, the guy will be about building the core, uh, making things, having the vision, okay? How things can go. And the woman will build the support network or... As we say, in other words, in terms of a relationship, is it is the man's job to provide the house, but it is the woman's job to make it a home. Yeah. Because I, I have make maybe maybe let's say I bring more more bacon home than you do, okay? And I can buy the house, but I'm not good. Men are not good in building a house, making it a home. Mm-hmm. Women are, with through through many many um, reasons, and that by itself, you makes you makes you see and understand and feel like how businesses work, because. In the end of the day, a good, well-run house is like a good, well-run business. If there's a good communication within the house and everything is under control, then you can see these people can really be successful in life because they have put the priorities in place. They don't have leaks. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now to mention communication, here's an interesting one. What's Ooh. your advice to people who are in a relationship and they struggle to communicate. And usually what people do is, oh, I tried to make him understand, he just doesn't get it. Or I'm, I'm trying to explain to her and she doesn't get it, or she doesn't listen or whatever. People who struggle with communication, what is it that they can do? And obviously the, I think the first step is taking responsibility that communication, if, if communication, the meaning of communication is the response you get, as we say in NLP. Hmm. But what is it that they, men and women can do specifically that can improve their communication in the relationship instead of going away angry and say, oh, he doesn't get it or she doesn't get it. What is it I can do to improve that? It's really funny what you just said because you just basically answered it. It's taking responsibility. But 
what is what is important in order for somebody to take responsibility for something they need to understand something else before that and i think that this is where this is where we fail usually in our communication in every aspect of our lives okay and i've seen i've seen it mostly in business and in um in inter uh, interpersonal relationships that is as human beings whatever we do whatever we say okay Every, everything we say has a positive intention behind it, no matter what that is, whether we fight, okay, whether we uh, applaud someone, whether we acknowledge or whether we show appreciation. But here's the thing. The, th the truth of the matter is that whatever we do, whatever we say, we prioritize our brains. We always think what is in for me. Okay. So when, when, when we have this conversation, as you said earlier, and we say, oh, he doesn't understand me. Yes, because you have a vision in your mind how things you want to run but it's about how you communicate, but it won't happen. And the reason being, because you have prioritized yourself, how you want things to go. Mm. Okay. It's like when you're trying to sign a contract for a job, you agree or you don't agree based on what you think will be best for you, but you don't put into consideration the other party, how things are occurring for them or to them. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yes, you will take responsibility, but you will take responsibility when you understand that, okay, Everything I say, unfortunately, I prioritize myself first, my well-being, my happiness, my health, whatever you want to name it, okay? Once you understand this, and then you understand that, okay, this is me, but this is the other person. So we, we don't necessarily agree 100% every time uh, on what's happening. So then you, you, you speak to that person, you say, you know what, I take 100% responsibility about the things I have said to you and the things that I have done so far within this relationship. Um, and we, we reach that stage that we have reached. But what I would like to do is to sit down as we are right now. And I would like to listen to you telling me how does things occur for you within this relationship? How you perceive things? Okay. What the result that this thing has, and it's something that I have seen a lot of times in the past, a lot of times, is that um, I had the relationship where I did one thing for that person. Okay. And she reacted to me as if I had done to her 10 things. Maybe, maybe because it's something that she hadn't experienced before. So for her, it was something new, something different than what she had experienced in the past. And she said, like, you know what? This person is amazing. Okay. And then I had the relationships where I went and I did three, four, five things. And that person was reacting to me as if I had done nothing. Mm -hmm. Maybe because it wasn't connecting with what she needed. Maybe because she has seen this thing happen a lot of times and she was like, become, had become jaded to it. I don't know. So that's why. I believe it's very important to sit down, take 100% responsibility of your way of being within that responsibility, uh, sorry, within, the, uh, within that relationship, and then ask the person how things are occurring to that person. Okay? And in that space where you sit down and have that conversation, there needs to be um, no judgment, no bias. Okay? There needs to be no assumption, jumping, as we say, nothing. All you need to do is sit down and listen. Because usually in this moment, the biggest truths come up. But in order for this to happen, the, the person sitting opposite of you, they need to feel safe and secure that the space that you're sharing right now when you're going to talk, it's a safe space. Whatever they will say, it will come out and it will be taken at, it will be taken like as it needs to be taken. Yeah. That's the only way you can actually solve what's happening in a relationship and start seeing where are the blind spots within that relationship and the ways that you can um, improve it. Okay, so sit down and, and, and listen and encourage the other person to... To open up and share. To open up and share. 
Okay. We, I remember we spoke last time about something called love languages, if I'm not mm -hmm. mistaken. So, um, and you touched upon it briefly just now saying that maybe the other person, when you were doing a lot of things and your partner wasn't appreciating those, maybe she didn't expect that, or maybe she didn't she expect something else or it just didn't connect or resonate with her. So does that have to do with love languages, the way we expect things to be? Yes, it's, I think it's the, the key word is what you said, is the, um, what resonates with, what resonates. Um, I, have, I have a relationship where I'm, my, my love language is words of affirmation, okay? I like to hear it, basically. Tell us what they are first. What are the four love, four love languages? <laughs> for okay, all right, fair enough. Words of affirmation, quality time, acts of service, uh, gifts, and physical uh, touch. Mm -hmm. And there is a sixth one that is coming up lately where I, where, where I hear it as, um, a lot, which is called distance, which basically is giving the space to the other person so they will feel free within that space to express themselves, how they feel about the relationship that they have with you. Okay. So okay. it's five. Okay. So I, I was experimenting a bit, as I said, uh, with my girlfriend and I am a words of affirmation person. Right? I like to hear it. My girlfriend is um, act of service. She, she likes people when they take action about things and action actually towards that person. So I was trying to speak to her, okay, to make her open up and she wasn't opening up. So I started doing some work in the house, fixing, cooking, tidying up, whatever in my spare time. And she started like uh, lighting, lighting up, you know, um, being more self-expressed, self sharing, talking. I was like, wow, is this the person I'm dating? I didn't know. <laughs> so you need to find, you need to find a bit ways because even sometimes, <laughs> Funnily enough, even sometimes if you sit down and speak with a person, okay, what is your love language? Or actually, what triggers you in a positive way that will make you open up and make this relationship deeper, better, stronger? Sometimes people, when you, when you not confront them, but when you put them in a position like a spotlight where they need to open up and share, they find it hard, okay? Mm -hmm. But some, but proven as well is that sometimes better for them to open up is like through action. Okay, because we have our barriers, we have our uh, limiting beliefs, we feel a bit worried that if we open up, you will be taken for granted very fast and used and abused. So, best thing is you use yourself as an example. I take the action and they follow suit usually, and then you get the chance to see. And remember as well that- nice for them and then they will follow, they will, they will start opening up. Yeah, yeah, do something nice that basically will benefit the relationship. From the moment that yeah. you have chosen to be with that person, it means that you're willing to invest time and energy within that relationship so everything you do that will add value yes yeah. will be nice you show that you're still there for them and still care okay yes but also bear in mind that um the long languages although we use them for positive things okay they have their, their also their negative side as well okay and that's another thing that you will see a lot in relationships and, and the problems that they have as an example again I like words of affirmation, okay? I like someone telling me how much I, they appreciate me, love me, they like me, they, they wanna be with me. But when this doesn't happen, which is the negative side, okay? They're not talking, that destroys me. That makes me feel really bad because I, okay, I don't know what's happening within that space, you see? Or for somebody else, might be quality time. So they like to spend a lot of time together and doing activities together. Or as we say, like, I wanna grow all together with you and share experiences. But then you, you have a boyfriend, which you really like, but he's all about work. And he's never present. So he's good in everything else, but he's bad in that. Okay. okay. But that 
for you is a, is a primary, because it's your primary love language, is a primary thing. You need to feel love. That's how you perceive love. That's how you perceive love. And if you don't have it, no matter um, if everything else is perfect within that relationship, just because you don't have that, you will always feel something missing. Right. So this is really, really important, isn't it? Because what you're basically saying is that even if everything is perfect, people on the same wavelength, they get along and everything. If they lack this ability, if they have different preferred languages, love languages, and if they lack the ability to understand what the other person needs, and as you, as you gave in your example, if one somebody's always working and they don't spend enough quality time, if the other person's quality time, then there's always going to be a mismatch and unhappiness, even if everything else is perfect. Yes, because we're always looking yeah. for something more. For that. We're, we're looking for that fulfillment. Yeah. You're always looking for something more. So you always want something to be, to be going a bit better especially if you have invested a lot of time being with the, with the other person and you see a future with them, you always want something more. You always feel like there's um, room for improvement. Yeah, yeah. So it's always, it's about continuously working on the relationship as well and continuously improving it because that's all we want and expect, as you yes. say. Okay. Do you have anything else to share? Any, any tips for people watching us right now, men or women? Um, tips in terms of like how to improve, um, how to improve in relationships so prevent okay. outbreaks. So anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up? <laughs> okay. So um, first of all, surprise her, her him, surprise. I mean, the best time to shift the waters of a relationship is when everything has been taken already for granted and it has been going through a routine phase of your life. It's like, it's, it's the, that routine phase is either where it, can't, it gets um, rekindled or it gets cold, okay? And you are in that state of your life. Um, and as they say uh, in Hollywood, the way they create series, okay? They have three different kinds of um, types of episodes that they create, okay? I, I won't go into too much detail, but there is one specific type of episode which is called the change of pace. Okay. Okay, where you have a certain change, you have a certain pace in mind of how your favorite series work, is, is working, you know, throughout the season. But then again, they do one episode, which is called the change of pace, which changes the whole aspect of it, because they want to introduce new things, they want to shake the waters, they want to make it interesting, basically. Okay, so when you're going through your routine state, because um, long working hours, uh, working weekends, having children, priorities, responsibilities, and blah, blah, blah. So the best thing to do is like do something to surprise the other person, change pace, which means like a sudden um, break the pattern, basically. Yeah, like sudden vacation, two days off or something, or yeah. um, surprise night out, like way out of what they would expect. Okay, mm -hmm. and uh, whatever comes in mind, because in the end of the day, only the couple knows the communication the couple has and how and what they like and what they do. But surprise is one thing. Um, the other thing is that, okay, with gifts, sometimes you can do some gifts that it will add value in their lives. What I mean by that, we tend to think, in, when we say gifts, we tend to think in terms of buy you something expensive, okay, or buy you flowers, or buy you chocolate, or what have you, okay? That will add something, we will make the other person feel nice, but it is in the moment, it stays in the moment, and that will, unfortunately, good or for bad, uh, will stay not for long. Well, when I'm saying do them a gift that will have long lasting um, effects might be like buy them a yearly subscription. Okay. Let's say your girlfriend likes Audible. Okay. 
and Audible is about to expire. Buy her the subscription. So every time she will go and listen to the next audiobook, she will say like, oh, my boyfriend or my husband bought me another year worth of subscription. Okay? Or you, you as a guy want to join a club, uh, it costs 200 quid, let's say, for, as a yearly subscription. Like She can buy that for you. Okay, this not only will be perceived as a gift, not only it will be perceived as this person thinks of me and loves me, so he, she does something that um, I appreciate, I love, because like attracts like. So if she does something I like, of course I would like her more, but it's not only that. Okay, the underlying theme of all this, it shows commitment. Okay, it shows commitment and it shows loyalty. It shows that this person um, it plans to stay for you for <laughs> at least for a bit while longer. Okay. Stay with you. While your subscription is lasting. <laughs> Kind of. Okay. So, but, yeah, you see, but because you invest in something, I invest in something you like because I want you to be happy. Yeah. Okay. Because like attracts like, but it's an investment for something that yeah. will go long term. Yeah. So surprise them and do a th something out of the ordinary. Okay. If you have children, um, you can give them uh, to like your best friend or your mom, your dad, or whoever you trust. Okay. And you can create something that you can go away with. Now, there are two versions to it, right? One is you go away for a while together, three, four days. What, well, basically what it does, it detaches you out of the center of life with all its uh, troubles, responsibilities and everything. You detach yourself. You, best is if you can go as far away as possible to change background. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you live in London, don't go somewhere outside in like in Dorset or Wales. Go outside of UK entirely because you change climate, you change background. You will see something different, different culture that will help your, your neuropaths like to build something new, mm -hmm. to recreate, especially Spain, Latin countries are really good, especially when we're talking about love or Italy, because these are like nice, we have, no, sorry, we have connected these places with something romantic in the back of our mind. So when we go there, that helps reiterate what we feel and what we believe about the person, okay? And the second version of it, as I said, is not something that you don't necessarily need to go um, away for, but it's like, well, it, it is what businesses use to do the team building, to bond teams together, basically. That's what you're gonna do, because you're a team in the end of the day, it's you against the world. So what you do is you just take the other person and you book like um, pottery class, okay? You book, cooking, you book cooking classes, or you go in, let's say something silly you can do. Um, let me see, because I was looking at it the other day, it was really funny. Okay, you go on Groupon, okay? And they have, for example, they have like, you can go for 50 quid, you can drive for half an hour, every car you like, like Porsche, uh, Lamborghini or something. And you know your man likes these things, maybe you don't like, but who, who cares, right? You book these tickets for him and you go out for one day and you drive everything, just for the loans, just for the fun. Uh, or um, what my other friends did in uh, Croydon, South, South Croydon, they went, yeah, paintball, okay? You take your best friends, you take your boyfriend, your husband, and you go and play paintball. But what does this do for your relationship? It's like, as I said, it's like a team building. It helps um, bond together. Mm -hmm. It helps do something together that takes you out of, the out of the ordinary and into the extraordinary, okay? And you create bonds because what happens, it, it forces you to team up together in order to do something, to accomplish something, whether that's a cooking class where you need to create a new, a new plate of food, whether it's a pottery class where you need to create a new pottery or paintball where you need to kick us or, or the other team. Mm -hmm. It's everything that teams you together, okay? Everything that teams you together to face a common goal actually helps bond the family together, the, the relationship, the couple together. Okay. So any sort of game or activity where it's 
you to working towards yeah. a common goal, like team building, like you said. Yeah, yeah. That's really, really good. And buy gifts for, for each other. Yeah, I still have, I have my handbag my boyfriend bought for me and I, I look at it every day. So <laughs> I remind him every single day and it's lovely. So I, I agree. I agree with all of these things. Some great tips, great tips there. Okay, so if somebody wants to work with you, Vals, how can they contact you? What's the best way to contact you? Do you offer individual coaching, group coaching? How does it work and how okay. can they contact you? Um, well, I, I work right now one-to-one. -one, so people who want to work with me, they can find me here on Facebook under my name, Vasilios Chichivos. Mm -hmm. Or they can find me if they want a bit combination of coaching and healing because I'm doing Reiki therapies and uh, training as well. So they can find me on my website, which is Vas Chichivos Reiki uk, uh, but these are the two best ways that people can uh, contact me okay any last words or tips you'd like to share before we wrap up <laughs> I, think that... mind? I see that things are always coming coming to mind new tips and tips <laughs> if you'd like to share anything else um before we wrap up please do so um well what i would say from experience is like never take anything for granted yeah. And always look for ways to improve and grow, um, whether that is within your relationship or in a business or in general in life. Or anything else. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, I, I couldn't agree with this. More. Always look for ways to improve because otherwise, once you get complacent, whatever it is, that's dead. Whether it's a business or relationship, the minute you become complacent and stop growing, it, either you're growing or dying, as Tony Robbins says. So always look for ways to grow. Always looks for ways to grow and improve the relationship, the business, or the environment you have, and and there's always ways, even if you don't see them right now. Thank you so much for being here with me today, um, and uh, I wish you all the best in your business, and I hope you help a lot more men and women improve their relationships or get over the challenges they experience and come out even stronger the other side. Thank you. And have Thank you. Too. Thank you for having me today.